Hello, everybody. My name is Thomas Suski, and I am the Mind Guy. I'm coming to you from Denver, Colorado, and I'm back for my third podcast. I'm a master coach of the unconscious mind. I help people free themselves from their own limitations. I'm trained in hypnosis, neurolinguistic programming, and other modalities that work directly with the unconscious mind. This podcast is all about the mind and the metaphysical. So let's begin. Did you know you are in one of the best games ever? And you're a character in the game? Isn't that fun and exciting? There are certain things you need to learn to advance in the game. And that's what I'm here for. I'm like the cheat code to life. And the reason I do what I do is because I was so close to losing the game. I was so close to leaving this place. Game over. And fortunately for me, the universe provided me with a second chance. Although at times, it felt more like a fourth or fifth chance. When I hit rock bottom, I was searching for answers. And they came from the most unusual place. I went to see a psychic. Crazy, even for me. After all, I was raised Catholic and left the church in my early 20s. I eventually lived my life based solely on science and spent most of my 20s and, and early 30s as a structural engineer. This is probably starting to get a little bit weird, talking about psychics. Although what he told me saved my life. One of the first things he said was that he was going to break my legs if I continued talking to her. My mouth dropped to the ground and I was shocked. Not because of the hard talking New Yorker sitting in front of me, more so because I knew exactly what he meant. I was in a relationship for six years. I proposed, we were engaged, and most of the wedding plans were set. By this point, I had cut out everyone out of my life, except for Katie. She was the last person I had any form of connection to. When I put a halt to the wedding and ended the relationship, it was a very scary place to be in. For the first time in my life, I was all alone. I knew I didn't want to get married to Katie, and yet I had no one to talk to about all the pain I was experiencing. I was emailing her, and she was responding back to me. The psychic, his name, Jeffrey Wands, told me I was giving her false hope and I needed to give her time to heal. When I called Katie later that day, she confirmed all of what Jeffrey said. I told her I was going to give her the space she needed, even though I knew it's not what she wanted. She was in love with me and I broke her heart. I hated myself for years for the pain I caused her. This is the piece of information Jeffrey gave me that saved my life. At the very end of this 30-minute encounter with this psychic that lives on Long Island, he told me I was going to find my soulmate. He gave me a glimpse of a future I had completely gave up on for myself. The possibility of true love and a potential future worth sticking around for was the catalyst to start over from bottom. 
Moving forward from this point was hard. I was 60 pounds overweight. I smoked a pack of cigarettes a day. I was an alcoholic and I suppressed everything for a decade, if not more. For years, I would ask myself, how the heck was this man able to get this information? I was perplexed. But now I kind of understand. And it took me a while to learn about the invisible components of this world. The stuff you can't see, like your mind. Did you know that we have no idea where the mind actually exists? Where do thoughts pop up from and where do they go? How did this information get to a psychic on Long Island? This is called consciousness and nobody knows what consciousness is. You can put it in the box called a paradox. There are a lot more things that happen in this invisible realm and that's why it's called the metaphysical. This material world that we live in is what we normally call reality. Yet, what if I told you it was actually an illusion and the real stuff is in the metaphysical? What? What are you talking about, Suski? I know, it's wild to think about, but that's part of the game, to wake up from the illusion. The significance to this material world like your job, your bills, your 401k, those are all an illusion. Like, don't get me wrong. There are things one must do to get by in this material world, but it doesn't need to be attached to all this significance leading to the number one killer. And that's stress. Stress is the underlying killer of all things. That's why Monday mornings, the start of the work week, is when heart attacks happen most frequently. It's hard to not be attached to this material world. We just can't help ourselves. And I'm here to tell you there is much more out there for you to discover. I can't wait to help you along your journey because that's all this is. It's all a journey. And once you discover the rules of the game, it will become easier and easier. Depending where you are at, it might be a bumpy ride for a while. But don't you worry, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Now I want to get into today's topic. I want to talk more about what I spoke of in the last podcast, because just like all the things that you learn, there needs to be more reinforcement of these concepts. And there is more I want to share around this topic of beliefs. Your thoughts determine what you attract into this world. And that internal dialogue is determined by your belief systems. Did you know your mind operates very much like a computer? Your conscious mind is like the short-term random access memory, also known as the RAM. The subconscious mind is the hard drive to the computer, also known as the ROM. And the programs that dictate your actions and behaviors are based on computer code. The computer code, also known as language, is what makes the programs run, or in this case, your actions and behaviors. What you do is based on your beliefs. Now, we have a whole gamut of beliefs. 
you start creating beliefs at a very young age. In fact, I'm going to go a step further, even though you might not be ready for this. Your beliefs can happen in this lifetime, in the womb. They can come from a past life or they can be passed down to you genealogically. If you told me any of this at the age of 34, I would have told you that you're crazy because my already determined belief systems did not coincide with these concepts. I want you to have an open mind about these things because it will be beneficial to you in the future. I know, isn't that daunting to think about? After all, your brain isn't isn't even developed while you're in the womb, and you don't even start reasoning until the age of seven. So how can that be? Simple. Because we aren't talking about the physical world, people. We are talking about the metaphysical, and your mind is part of that. So you can create beliefs without having a fully functioning brain. It's one of the secrets of the universe. Do you want to know the beliefs most often created in the womb? The most frequented beliefs created in the womb are being a mistake, being unwanted, or being a burden. For example, if you weren't planned and your mother is fearful about how she's going to take care of you, you're in the womb and you take on the emotions of your mother, even though the brain isn't developed, the subconscious mind will take on language associated with the situation like being unwanted or a mistake or a burden. It's like the subconscious mind is looking for situations where these core limiting beliefs can be associated with and every human being can develop these core programs. Any of these resonate with you? I personally developed all of these programs. I wasn't planned and my parents' marriage was falling apart during this period of time. I took on all the stress and worry of my mom. Now let me tell you why I call them programs. I need to get into the definition of what a program is. A program is a machine like a computer with coded instructions for the automatic performance of a task. In this case, you are the machine. The program is your automated behavior and the coded instructions are your beliefs. Most of what we do is on autopilot based on these programs. And here is the staggering statistic that I love to share. 90 to 95% of your behavior is determined based off of these programs. Yes, a majority of what you do is based on these beliefs you created from your past. The beliefs are the coded language of these programs. Let me show you how the beliefs I created in the womb impacted my life. For starters, if I had plans to go out with someone, and if they would change plans with me, it would be evidence that they didn't want me around. Or if I wasn't invited to a party and other people I knew were invited, I would end up wallowing in my own self-pity because I thought other people didn't want me there. You go through your entire life seeing the world based off of these beliefs. Your perception of the world is viewed based off the language of the computer code. I've perceived being unwanted by family, friends, 
and members of the opposite sex. In fact, it stopped me from going up and talking to the girls I was attracted to because I figured they wouldn't want me. I also was a burden, another program that dictated my behaviors. I could like never seem to interrupt anyone in a conversation, even if I was going to be late for my next event or engagement. I could not interrupt people even if it was urgent. I always just patiently waited for that person to say everything they needed to say. I've stayed in conversations an hour longer than I've wanted to because I didn't want to be a burden to that other person. I've lost money, acquired aggravation, and let people walk over me because I didn't want to be a burden. You see, these beliefs, they're not empowering. They are limiting. If you are limited in any area of your life, there is a belief that's getting in your way. The ones I just shared with you are some pretty big ones. And they show up frequently, but there are a couple more that are probably in the category of the most common limiting beliefs. The big ones I often see are not being good enough or not being enough. I also often see not being worthy. Imagine going through life never being good enough for yourself or others, or not being worthy to be with the person you're dating. I mean, that's the perfect way to sabotage a relationship, telling yourself you're not good enough for this person. Now let's see how long that person wants to stay with you. Talk about a frustrating program to have. Who am I kidding? They're all frustrating. Maybe that's why I ended up being the mind guy. I have, I've had so many limiting programs in my life that I've discovered. There's an even more frustrating limiting belief that exists, though. Out of all the limiting programs, in my opinion, the worst one are believing you are unlovable or not worthy of love, which is kind of one and the same. One of the things you will discover on the journey, which is part of the game, is that there's nothing real except for one thing. The book, The Course in Miracles, gladly explains all of this. Love is the only real thing that exists. Love is the connecting force between all things. And once the limiting programs are removed, all that remains is love. Imagine believing you didn't deserve the realest thing that exists. Talk about suffering. Do you want to know something else? Suffering is actually caused due to separation. Siddhartha, the original Buddha, was the first one to discover this. The limiting programs create separation, keeping you from the truest, realest thing available, which is love. That's the way the cookie crumbles in this reality, people. Now, many of the beliefs are really basic. They're called core limiting beliefs, but there are a bazillion ways to create a limiting belief because there are a bazillion ways to create language. Language is what creates our beliefs and it's what creates our reality. What you think you become, mindset is everything, and it took me a very long time to discover that. And it took some time to work on finding and reversing these limiting beliefs. Just like learning a new skill or craft you have to take practice. You have to increase your awareness to your thoughts. 
If you want to change your reality, you need to shift your thoughts. And the easiest way to do that is by finding limiting beliefs and rewriting the computer code to the programs. Remember when I told you last podcast you have 50 to 80,000 thoughts in a given day? Holy bajoli, that's a lot of thoughts. Well, here's another wild statistic. 70% of those thoughts are negative. I often ask myself why that is. I believe in a world of polarity and duality like the yin-yang concept that things just naturally balance themselves out. If someone were to ask me before knowing this statistic, I would have guessed negative thoughts are probably around 50%. When I was at my lowest of lows, 99% of my thoughts were negative. I was truly suffering, and it's why I didn't want to be here anymore. So it's curious to know that research has concluded that such a high percentage of our thoughts are in fact negative. And I think the main reason that you have that we have so many limiting thoughts is, is very much due to the evolutionary process. It's the way our minds move us away from pain towards pleasure. It's a survival mechanism to kind of remain in pain so that we move towards pleasure. And I'll get into greater detail about that in the future. All you need to know for now is that a majority of your thoughts are negative. If you only knew what I knew, the reason you're suffering is because of your beliefs, and more so the separation caused by these beliefs. Your beliefs dictate where you end up in life. They limit you and they project themselves out into your reality. If you grew up poor, the likelihood you end up poor as an adult is high. Even if you end up acquiring a high-paying job, because when you were growing up, you may have heard your parents talk about being poor, not having enough, or struggling to pay the bills, and you said to yourself, well, I guess I'm poor. That's the belief. You could have a high-paying job, but if you spend more than you make, guess what? You're still living out that belief of being poor. The beliefs are self-fulfilling prophecies, and it's really not your fault. We aren't even aware how these programs run our lives. And we all have them too. I was a burden. I was not worthy of love. I was unwanted, a mistake, a loser, and poor. I think I've had more core limiting beliefs than anyone I've ever met, to be honest. Your beliefs are the only things sabotaging you from achieving your dreams. We end up settling for something less than we actually deserve because of these stupid limiting beliefs we created in our past. The unconscious mind and the programs located there are massively more powerful than willpower. You never had a shot against these limiting programs, and it's time to set yourself free. Now it's time for my soapbox speech. For starters, you have unlimited potential. You are capable of much more than you think. The programs lock you into a prison cell. Even though there are no walls, no metal bars in your prison, you are still not free. You aren't free to have all the things you want in life. You are limited. It's one of the most frustrating prisons to be in because you get to see other people with all the things you want, 
but as hard as you try, you still cannot seem to get those things you want for yourself. Let me eliminate that line of thinking. You can and will have all those things. Because I'm going to teach you how. It's all in the mind. And I want you to have it all. All the goodies this life has to offer because it's all part of the game. Some of you may listen to this and will never come back. And others will resonate with this message and will be hungry for more. If you're staying along for the ride, it's because your consciousness is ready to hear all of this. Others might not be ready for this message. Regardless, we are all here to grow and learn and to raise our levels of consciousness. In fact, that's the game. There are levels. The game is timed. You are the main character in your game. The villain is the ego, which is the voice in your head that lies to you. It's also interactive, and everyone else is playing their own version of their game. This may not match up with your already created belief systems, and for others, the universe brought me directly to you because you are ready for this message. Does that make sense? It's called an awakening. I was asleep until the age of 28, and I slowly, slowly started to awake from my sleep. There is no way the message I'm sharing today would make any sense to the 28-year-old version of me, but there are parts that will strike a chord, and that's why I'm sharing it, because I want you to come along for the journey with me. It took a miracle for me to go down this path. I'm talking about a mystical experience, something unexplainable to the physical laws of the universe. Someone was able to tap into my reality, into my thoughts, and get information that no one else had access to. Oftentimes, this is what it takes to begin an awakening. That's why when you have family members who are addicted to drugs, there's nothing you can do for them. It takes for them hitting bottom to experience so much suffering that it causes a miracle. Some people call it a come-to-Jesus moment, but for the most part, it's a come-to-life moment. It's the moment you step into the depths of hell and the fear of that place becomes so unbearable you only have two options. One choice is a tragedy and the other choice is a rebirth. I've had that experience many times over and it's a part of the human experience. Why is this important? Because regardless of where you are in life, if you are in the depths of hell or you are floating in the lower levels of consciousness, or if you're simply just deeply struggling in one to two areas of your life, regardless, there is always hope. There is always a way to grow and to learn and to overcome your past. Always, always, always. I want you to know that you are not alone on this journey. I pray into the ether every day for the lost souls for the souls imprisoned by their own minds. I don't have the key directly, but I can guide you to where the key is located. And guess what? It's always within you. The answers are inside and it just takes a little work to discover it. Never give up. We are all meant to find the way. If not in this lifetime, then the next or the next one after that. You belong here, 
and you are meant for great things. Trust me. Love you all, and you're always welcome back.